hello, Forefront family. Welcome to Open Studio number four. Happy Monday. Hello, Intez, Ali, and Alex. This is your last Open Studio, at least on this side of the camera, so to speak. So it's a sad moment for me. I've gotten attached to you all, of course, and want you to stay here forever. But let's make the most out of your last Open Studio. Um, want to go around... Uh, quickly and have some sharing. Um, if if y'all don't mind, we can start with uh, Entez. Uh, as I mentioned, Forfort Fam, we are in the last uh, week of cohort one. This has been four weeks. Of course, Allie, it's actually Allie's last week, um, but Entez and Alex paused uh, for various reasons during their residency. So there, I believe your last week is going to be next week. So you're going to carry forward into the second cohort. Um, so actually, maybe we start with you, Allie. Maybe that makes the most sense. Uh, you've been up to some really cool things. Uh, you've been out on the streets. You've been packing up play kits. You've been dropping them, doing your own guerrilla style, dropping them in little free libraries throughout your community. Uh, tell us a little bit about how your last week has been. Sure. Yeah. Um, aside from some technical difficulties and not being able to be with you physically while I was making those play kits, I had a week out in my community last week, which was great. So I put together um, little kits of loose parts, um, and I'll be doing that again this week. I'll share again this week with a better uh, format. But um, I put them in little free libraries around town. There's so many of them here, so just little book boxes. And when I was out over the weekend on my bike, I rode by a few of them. I put them in about 10 libraries, and most they were all gone, all the ones that I rode by. And I've gotten um, a handful of emails from people who found them. So even though there were only 20 Amazing. out there, which was really great. So that was a really great thing. And then on Friday, I went to my local library and I um, brought some materials and we played on the lawn. And I talked to a lot of people who stopped by, probably about 12, 15 uh, people who came by with their kids while their kids were playing. I got to talk about play library. I got to talk about how people can help. Um, and I feel like we're mobilizing, which is super exciting. So really getting out with materials and talking about how people can physically be part of this was the main goal for last week. And I feel like that went really well. So yeah, it was great. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, may I ask, uh, Ali, so what, what else was in the, the play kits? Uh, what sort of documentation did you have besides, did you have like any sort of introduction of, of you and, and the concept or... Yeah, so there was a little card inside that had a QR code that you could scan to go to the Play Library website, which I set up at the beginning of last week. And it just said, um, Play Library, you found a little play kit, um, scan to learn more. So, you know, they didn't necessarily want to tell awesome. people they had to reciprocate anything. Um, but out of the, I mean, yeah, so I've gotten uh, about, two, I think, three emails from people who found them out of the 20 kits who just emailed and said, this sounds interesting can't wait to learn more so and that's yeah that feels oh, good that i'm so creeping cool. out into the world with it yeah <laughs> yeah it was good yes Dwayne yeah. Dwayne the jock ronson in yes. our chat saying so awesome Thanks, nice Dwayne. well done mm. um i can you also share the link because i haven't seen it i i've seen your notion site but could you share the link with, with the chat and with the community of the new play library website yes that's it's exciting. very simple but i'll put that in the chat for sure amazing amazing uh, we'll circle back around and ask Allie what she has planned for her very last week, formerly her last week. But now let's go to Entez. Entez, my friend, your last week has been a little bit of a 
tornado, and, and this is just me speaking my observation, very briefly checking in with you, my friend, during the week, but tell us a little bit about what your last week has been like. Yeah, the last week is pretty interesting because we flipped the project to not only the street. It's like, for me, the street is too too physical, right? So now we move the game to the Web3. So now we got some plans to the guerrilla into Web3, like uh, take a little bit Discord and Twitter with our stickers and posters and memes too. So we are pretty excited about what's going on now because your idea is fucking crazy. And, and the, last week we are like blowing mind, like, Boof. discover another way to do bombing you know for us it's like okay we paint graffiti in the web tree now you know so so it's pretty intense and and can i can't wait to to start in this week and actually the next week I think you're muted. Oh, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> I was muted. I'm going to repeat myself. So for folks that don't have context, my friend Entes, tell us what is Gorilla? I think folks are familiar with what graffiti is, but what is Gorilla? What is this, what is this attitude? What, what is the aesthetic? What is this uh, sort of uh, approach to art? Can you, can you tell us a little about Gorilla? Yes. Gorilla is like, it's like, comes from of the communism in China and Russia too. So these people starting to 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 put posters of the military staff to the people. So the people only can see this art. So reminds to to the to the country um, was how is the the boss of the president you know like so with that the artists take that concept like Andy Warhol started with that actually with the brillo boxes is a little bit of guerrilla because this guy take uh, something like this and doing a box and make art about that because it's art in the end thanks for that Marcel Duchamp because this comes from ready-made is a concept of art in 50s or 60s uh, comes from uh, the idea whatever thing is art so we can put where this uh, the break of art global so Sorry for no for no being intense with this. Uh, Guerrilla is uh, when the artists take stickers, posters, and paint graffiti stencil in the street. So this comes from like maybe you are familiar with Obey or Bansi. Every every person in the world knows Bansi. So now this guy take street with the stencils so this is the 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 guerrilla means right so 
take the street illegally with the stencils or posters like Obey or uh, posters like Soon or another artist painting posters, Coast 2. So uh, Guerrilla is like that, but for me it comes from uh, Black Panther's concert. Emory Douglas is the guy, the artist doing every drawing for Black Panthers. So this guy means uh, reading a book about about him and the history about that, and he take like is the same concept of hip hop. Take the street, take your block, take the street, take the park, and later be a king. So it's the same concept. So these guys printed the the newspaper, the Black Panther, the Black Panther newspaper, and put it in the bodegas or stores or uh, in the school too, even to the people. So that that is like a really familiar cause. It's a concept about political uh, situation in that moment about racism. Racism. So, so for me, that impact uh, pretty hard in my heart. So, mm-hmm. with that, I'm starting to con- uh, construction my own guerrilla for my 24 year artist now. So, I do it stickers, posters, whatever. You know, I I do intervention of publicity like billboards. I do it a lot, not only with graffiti. Like thinking about. I, I take another name and I do it like in secret, like Bansy mm-hmm. style, but before Bansy. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what happened. So now we take it that power and that ideas to the Web3. So we are now doing the faces to take a stickers in 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 Discord or or Twitter and actually take the news and put the sticker on the face and later go in whatever group and put it like extended, like tuk, 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 spam mails, wherever spam Instagram mails too, like DMs, like <laughs> whatever, like guerrilla style, you know? So for me, it's pretty, pretty interesting. And actually, now I got an invitation to a guerrilla artist like Obey and Coast and uh, soon in New York the next September. So wow. I'm, I'm part of this culture. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. And Tez, I'm so excited. I'm very excited to see how you're going to, like you said, transpose this uh, gorilla, um, gorilla approach to the Web3 and Metaverse. Very exciting. Can't wait to hear more. Thank you, my friend. Alex. Alex Purdy, how are you doing, my friend? Doing well. Thank you. Very excited. I hope you guys can't. Oh, it's just in my headphones. That's weird. I don't know what the. There's like a noise. I thought it was people. Anyway, I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciate your feedback, Caroline, about ways to change how I'm the public aspect, you know, having more time spent talking about 
kind of Web3 and how I've been growing and all of that kind of in addition to doing the live streams. So I'm really excited to add more to that this week. Amazing, amazing. Tell us, tell us about this this last week and how it was for you. You did the the two hour um, the Twitch uh, produ- producing session in in Logic. Uh, how did that go? Um, are you close to completing the song? I know you kind of anticipated perhaps finishing the song and moving on to producing yet another uh, piece from from Alex Purdy. So how how are things looking with with the song? It's going well. I'm thinking that what I might do is have just the main song because it's it's the final song and then it's also the outro which adds elements of all of the other songs kind of tying them in in a really cathartic way and i i'm thinking i might need more time for that you know i really want to give that the respect that it deserves so what i'm thinking is to have an kind of alternate ending version of the lights which Mm. i could Mm. produce out on this stream this Thursday and next Thursday and then have that be all done and then have time to do the outro kind of separately. But then this would be what I meant is and part of the proceeds would go back to the W3CR, that kind of thing. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's so generous of you and, and kind of you. And uh, uh, for folks that have been listening, we really we really are trying to figure out a way to um, what is the vision for a Web3 creator ecosystem that is this closed loop generative, you know, resources are going in, they're, they're flowing back into the community. Um, and how do, how do we set this up as a model for how the entire world can be, not, not just, not just Web3. Um, so with that, let's circle back uh, to, to Allie. What, what is on your mind as you go into really the last week of the residency for you? Um, what's, do you have reminiscences about how the residency has gone for you in general? And of course, uh, we welcome any sort of like perspective um, insights uh, from what you're bringing to the community this week. Um, sure. So it, I mean, it's it's flown by. <laughs> it's gone by very quickly, but I feel um, I feel really good about having the like I've said before, like the accountability to really get out and, and do the work. Um, and so in my game plan that I put together at the beginning of the W3CR, my game plan for this week was really to think about what do we look like um, on, on chain, right? And so, you know, uh, what are some options that we have for tokenizing membership? What does it look like when our priority is getting toys into kids' hands and making sure that if people are not engaged in Web3, that that isn't too much of a barrier to that main goal. So thinking of ways that we could possibly be um, a kind of a hybrid of a DAO and, or like have a hybrid of crypto and fiat as far as people having memberships. Um, And uh, my brain is kind of all around these things, so I apologize if I'm kind of babbling, but I'm thinking a lot about an opportunity Mm. that we have, or if people, if, if we have tokenized membership for ownership and government, governance of play library and people don't haven't thought about crypto or it seems overwhelming but they want to be part of that process can we be can we collect resources to make sure that we give people an easy on-ramp onto uh into web3 spaces and tutorials to help them easily join in because if if a preschool teacher like me can be on web3 then i think anybody can (laughs) 
right? So I think that, you know, it's a curious journey and I'd like to help people along that. So I am thinking of that as part of um, maybe what we what we do a little bit. We, we make sure that we can hold people's hands if they want to be part of that governance too. So um, I'm thinking about um, some different tools that might be available for us to gather as a community online. So what tool would we use to discuss, to make decisions, um, and how would we tokenize membership um, and some different ideas around there and those are all layered on top of the fact that we are doing this in a physical place in the world right so it's kind of a unique um thing in web3 because things are so big and global and we're talking about practicing these things on a really local level which could be a very friendly way to learn about some of these structures so that's where my mind is for this week so i'll be talking about tokenizing membership um putting out more play kits as well um and uh, yeah, and thinking about what does it mean for a parent, for a family to be a member of a DAO? Is it a parent who's a member? Is it a family who's a member? Um, so yeah, there's a lot of interesting questions that I'm looking forward to uh, working through this week in dialogue and through research. Amazing, thank you, Ali. I'm, I'm looking at your website. I adore the drawing. It's tiny, uh, I know. That was made years ago. I, I've always used kids' drawings as logos. Um, and that I one, it. I loved because I kind of had this little, like, dinosaur moment when I was <laughs> making the website. And I was like, oh, like, we could be, like, we could make, um, you know, dinosaurs out of different things to represent different things. Maybe NFTs on the road, but, like, a Clayosaurus and a Legosaurus and, like, a Playosaurus. And then I was looking through some old stuff, and I found this drawing, and I... Um, I really love it. It's a little bit cut off. I have to fix that a little bit. But yes, that's um, kids. Yes, kids know how to be artists, right? Not that adults don't know, but kids just don't. They don't. They don't have all the stuff fogging up their brain about what everyone else thinks about them. So they're the, they're amazing. <laughs> but this is so powerful, Allie, That you. This is the first. Uh, this is the first time that you've dropped these play kits, and they were it, they were instantly in a short amount of time gone, and then you getting a handful of emails because again, that someone sat down and took the time to to seek out the website and then to write you. Think of all the different obstacles that usually conspire against us taking the time to do that. So it's totally. very exciting. I'm totally. so excited for you. Yeah, I mean, I think there, I think that. I mean, one of the things that I first learned about Web3 was like when people are involved and want to put in the work and participate, that motivation is intrinsic, right? And so I think that if people want to participate, they're going to find these, they're going to say, okay, great. Or some people might say, look, here's a bunch of junk and they're going to, I'm not attached to it if they throw it away or whatever happens. But getting out and talking to people, giving away these play kits, um, it feels like a little taste of what you can expect from play library as well. I think it sets a tone that we're saying, you know, play is natural, play is innate. How can we all share that together? And I'll be out on Friday night at an event in my community that I'm not live streaming, but um, it's a pretty big community event. And I, I get the chance to talk to a lot of people on Friday night. And so I think I'm also going to be packing up a whole bunch of play kits to give away at that event as well so that people are sent home and that they remember um, the conversation and they have a link to us and they can get involved. So hopefully just, yeah, hopefully people just start to kind of stick to the idea. We'll see what happens. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm, I'm glad too, Ellie, that you're, um, you're thinking of on ramps to play library that, that don't, uh, that don't require going straight through web three. Cause I think, you know, we've, I, I sent you some thoughts as well that I was having and I was thinking, you know, how, 
it's difficult when you when you have to encounter parents. You have something that's intended for children. You naturally have to encounter parents. You have to you have to negotiate those conversations. Um, and parents are harried enough as it is. And I think if once you, they see a pop up play, um, they're going to see concretely this concept in action. They're going to see their children engage. They're going to have great conversations with you. Um, and then I think this community aspect is so organic and easily lived into. I think I'm, what I'm concerned about is that if you, if you, this layer of Web3 and blockchain and tokenization is like a layer of abstraction that may stand between the parents and like a, an immediate visceral sort of appreciation of what's happening. It may not be prohibitive. They just may be like, oh, I don't understand this, but it just may be a bit more friction than, um, uh, than is optimal at that point versus having them experience the engagement of the children, the yearning for community, the connecting with community, this, this sort of ethos of sharing, and then everyone getting on a call or in a meeting together. And then people will naturally start saying, well, why don't we do this? And if we could organize this way, and then that issue of governance comes up, and then that could be like a, a natural way to say, well, this is one way to negotiate our, our governance and our working together, which is Web3 through tokenization, but it would be interesting to have, I would love to kind of see when that happens to see how folks that are non-Web3 native actually open, actually receive that conversation. I'm super curious about that. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, as curious as I am and feeling like this is the right vehicle for it, Web3 is, um, there's a part of me that feels like there's going to be a handful of people in my community who have said, I've been curious about Web3 this seems like an easy way to get involved because when you hear about becoming involved, people just say, well, just find a DAO and join it. And then, you know, you kind of do and you're like, oh, like, I don't feel like I can be involved or I don't quite know what's going on. And I think being able to, yeah, give people something concrete to involve themselves in. And even if they just want to like lurk and watch that for a little bit and then decide to get involved. So yeah, I mean, but putting the kids and the toys first, um, is definitely my my priority, but I don't want to lose sight of Web3 as the right, uh, as a great vehicle for us to organize and create community. Yeah, understood, understood. Thank you, Ellie. And Tez, my friend, I know you've, you've uh, in, in my question to you about the gorilla, you've, you've already gone into uh, a little bit of a sneak peek of what you have planned for uh, the community this week and next. Um, but why, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about this. Let, let's talk a little bit more about this because I, and I, I think it's okay if we, if we reveal, uh, if we reveal a little bit of the magic here. Um, I imagine that most folks will be discovering or following along asynchronously after the fact. And this sort of guerrilla campaign that you're thinking about is something that has to unfold over a longer period of time. It's the magic of it is, like you said, with the obey stickers, it's just seeing like one day, they're popping up everywhere and the sort of cumulative effect of months and years of going, what is this image that I'm seeing? What does it mean? It somehow insinuates itself into our consciousness. So um, I, I'm going to leave it to you, my friend. I don't want to reveal what you don't want to reveal, but maybe maybe you want to tell Alex and, and Ali and for those who are watching synchronously like Dwayne the Jock Ronson, uh, tell us a little bit more concretely about what you have in store uh, this week and, and next. Okay, perfect. Actually, is your idea. <laughs> so we take it and we twist it, but um, the idea is in, in Web3, the people use GM for saying good morning. But if we take that, that signature, we can say gente marrón means 
uh, brown people, okay, in Spanish. So that is what's happened with all my projects, actually with all my life. So we take that and we take one, uh, one sticker or, or one NFT of the collection to talk that. So this this animation tell like GM is no good morning is gente marrón and that is that is the video we try to do viral you know like try to put in with all the friends and do a little bit like uh, twisted in in the web tree with that so we now are focusing in in the animation actually we're starting today uh, um, in pm here so we're starting with the video and do the animation for the next week but this week i take uh, the hour to to explain what's the guerrilla and the history about guerrilla actually and a, a little video like a tutorial something like that to do a little bit of guerrilla with our uh, content we you can we put everything in a drive or we transfer or something like that so that you got the the a4 for the poster or a3 for the poster and actually you can get the opportunity to print the stickers and starting to to do the guerrilla in the physical world actually you can receive the package of png uh, about the stickers and the video too so everybody can uh, spray every every gente marron in in the web tree and use it like whatever i'm starting to do in the you know the yellow i don't know the name exactly mm -hmm. it's a, emoji the emoji emoji right emoji i see the movie with my kids yo <laughs> the emojis i do my own emojis but with the faces of the of the collection so i'm twisting Amazing. a little bit that so and create my own emojis to this web tree with three media like discord or twitch or youtube or whatever you know like twitter too i don't know how i put that but for sure i need a hacker to do it <laughs> so <laughs> if you're watching it. yes yes Yes. Uh, amazing. Amazing. And I have to say just a, a personal note, like I, I was speaking with the W3CR team this morning, and I have to say that the conversations, the jam sessions that I had with you, my friend, Entez, this past week have really sort of in exemplified like what I've been yearning to, to find in the W3CR, which is just community coming together, the creator, obviously people that are as talented as you and Alex and Ali, but in this sort of serendipitous encounter with a community that's accompanying you and witnessing your journey, that we just get together and we jam and amazing ideas come out of that. I mean, that was, that was such like a privilege, you know, I remember, and as you said on one of our calls that you felt like you were 15 years old again. Uh, and this is something that just made me, it warmed my heart so much. 
and I feel the same way. Like when I'm when I'm jamming, when I was jamming with Entez, it was just like it felt it felt thrilling. You know, it felt like we were we were giving. I, I was a part of helping to give birth to Entez's vision, and this is what this is what the collective intelligence in Web three is all about. So, a really really joyful experience, and I can't wait to see where this this takes us in, in the months and maybe even years to come. Entez, go Entez. Yes. So stoked, so stoked, my friend. <laughs> Never stop. <laughs> <laughs> Never stop. Uh, Alex, Alex, my friend, you sort of hat tipped the, uh, the the ramblings, the brain dump that I sent to you on the Google Doc. I did the same with Ali. I had to apologize for the the rambling nature. Um, but how? Yes, I, I. What do I say about Alex? Alex and I have amazing conversations. We have these one on ones where we just like explore all the nooks and crannies of our thoughts and questions about just not even web three, just life and, uh, and spirituality and these questions that we're living with from, from year to year. Um, how, how is your, I'm keen to know what is the residency experience felt like for you? Has anything shifted in your thinking about your residency project, um, about, uh, about this album preseason training for you as a result of uh, as a result of the residency? I mean, I think Entes is talking about a major shift. Like you said, just last week, a huge pivot came in his idea, but obviously that's may not be appropriate for you. It may not be, um, it sounds like you're probably at the the, uh, the more mature end of preseason training. So that a pivot like that is probably not something that is appropriate for your part of the journey, but have there been any shifts like that for you that you can share with the fam? Definitely. I mean, I think a big shift happened on the Twitch stream on Thursday getting to mm. actually start because it's taken me a long time to and I'm still learning piano and guitar and everything and originally I started making music with samples because that was the only thing I could do I couldn't play anything and so the moment of taking the chords from close to the sun and putting it into the end of the lights and and I, you know having to change what key it's in so that it fits and then having it come in with the cellos, even though they're fake cellos, like just is everything I've been wanting in my artistry to be able to do something like that and to really mm. feel the emotion and to know, you know, at the same time, like it's on a Twitch stream, you know, I get that producing live is probably boring to most people, like, because it's again and again and again and again. And, um, but part of this residency is showing the process. And so it was really wonderful to actually have the vulnerability of just, I'm just gonna do this anyway. This is not a performance. There are things that are gonna be deleted. You know, we're just trying things, throwing paint at the wall. Um, and then the fact that that moment got captured of the first time, putting it in, hearing it for the first time and just feeling so alive, feeling like this is why wow. I do this and all the risks that I've taken to be able to make my own songs instead of other people's. So, wow. yeah, it's been That is wonderful. amazing. So Alex, that was literally, that was the first time that you felt like this sort of culmination of this full circle, starting with samples, not being able to do anything of your own, and then actually that being captured live. That, that was the first moment you've had for this entire producing of the album. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, there have been small moments in songs, but sometimes I still had one foot in trying to make songs for ads, and now I've just been... Wow. You know, what's the what's the highest that I could reach for my artistry? And it's to convey these emotions. So going that path, you know, the sacrifices that you make by um, 
trying to just tell one specific story. Incredible. And how I'm curious, like it, how long did it take you to get from that moment where you were starting as someone that had to use samples, couldn't, couldn't create, um, couldn't create on your own to that this moment, obviously, which was last, uh, Thursday was, was this how many years, how many months? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I started producing in 2015. Um, so I guess seven years, but it's been, you wow. know, slowly watching YouTube tutorials, taking yeah. some lessons, you know, giving up, trying again, that kind of, that kind of thing. Oh, that's amazing. I, I love it. You had a breakthrough. You had a breakthrough that you actually, that happened to be happening during a W3CR session. That is amazing. <laughs> that is a huge gift. Congrats, my friend. Congrats, my friend. Um, so tell us a little bit about your, uh, you have community sessions. You have community sessions coming up too. Uh, tell us a little bit about how those community sessions have, are, are shifting or how they'll manifest in this week and the next. Yes. So the community interviews are anonymous. So I'll be sharing all of the findings at the end of my residency in a video talking about what people have said. And then also now I'm going to add after receiving your wonderful, thoughtful notes and thank you so much for your time and ideas. Um, I'm going to also do an hour call later this week. I'm going to figure out a time that would work to answer some of those questions that you were mentioning, Caroline, about what it's actually like being in Web3, you know, more about more artist discussion type of thing. And then yes. I'll still do the Twitch stream because I really want to keep showing, producing it, you know, might as well. But as far as being able to have that discussion, I'm going to add that in as well. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, yes, because I'm, I'm keen. When I was writing about that, Alex, I, I was keen to find more of the Web3 current, like flowing in these projects. Like I think now that Entes has an exciting pivot with his project, he's clearly bringing uh, Web3 into this and exploring how Gorilla would translate into the metaverse. I think Ali's, it, we just spoke about this, like Web3 tokenization blockchain, like she, this is a very, very uh, essential aspect of her, of her project that she's trying to communicate to parents. Um, and I, I, I'm always kind of, keen to hear the contrarian take on web three. So as a musician, as a talented musician, I know all we're all we're hearing about these days is music NFTs, music NFTs and music NFTs. And I know you've released some of yours and I'm I'm keen to just hear someone as honest and forthcoming and thoughtful as you talking about um, web three and the tools of web three and how these previous launches have gone and your questions and your doubts and you know how you're looking at the music landscape and industry through this lens of web three. Like I feel I haven't I'm yearning for that at myself as, as a Web3 creative. Um, but I, I, won't pr I won't press you to answer any of that now because I know that's tough. And, and besides which, I hope you'll be able to answer that in, in other uh, live streams, like you said. For, for the, we have about 20 minutes left, my friends. And I, I, something that the team and I have often talked about is that we, we, we feel that it's so powerful for there to be less of me chatting and interviewing and more of like the, the cohort um, interacting in some way. And we are trying to bring some of this to the fore with the, uh, the super secret, well, actually not so super secret NFT project that we're all working on together for the Genesis, <laughs> uh, the Genesis uh, W3CR project. Um, there is a little bit of that collaboration, but I want to leave like the last 20 minutes um, for, for y'all three. Is, is there any sort of questions that you have? Ali had a super thoughtful question to pose to Alex during the last open studio. Um, 
do y'all have any questions for each other? Are you seeking any sort of particular feedback or input? I mean, there's such an amazing sort of uh, mixture of, of expertise and passion and interest that is kind of represented by Entez, Alex, and Ali. So I kind of want to go quiet and see if, if y'all have any questions or prompts for interacting with each other now. I guess I'd love to hear from both of you what maybe une unexpected challenges you've experienced in this residency and mm. maybe also unexpected ways that you've grown. Mm. So for me, it's, it's pretty crazy because I'm I'm interested in Web3 for sure, but um, I'm the street, you know? So it's completely different. The world, you know, is two worlds completely different, but now um, I got like the solution to do it myself in in Web3, like do my, my same thing. When, when, when I'm walking in the street and doing tax, in the pools, you know, like, and I go with my kids and doing tax or uh, pay stickers in whatever place, you know, it's like my natural way to do it. But now I'm from, I'm in front of, of a computer. I can do that, you know, like <laughs> I can go, go into the metaverse and, and surf like that, you know, or, or take a skate or whatever, you know. So, so for me, it's very complicated, like try to understand now before uh, after of these two weeks uh, or three weeks for sure um, uh, I'm pretty interested in in which my idea was guerrilla is in web3 so what's my possibilities about that you know those when I started, I got an idea about that, but it's not. It's like, I don't, I don't only need the people do it whatever I need or whatever I want or my expectation, you know, about that. Mm -hmm. It's like, I need the communities starting doing uh, jokes about that, using my, my emojis, you know, like, feeling like part of this and that's not happening in the street only like sit down on, on the computer and doing things you know this my whole experience here is crazy for real good question <laughs> yeah that is a good question it takes some i'm glad you went first and tez i could take a second to think um uh, yeah, I think it can be challenging to take something that you are used to doing in a really physical, interactive, like up and going kind of way and bringing that into a digital space. And I mean, Caroline, you referenced this as early as those one-on-one -on -one conversations, you know, before announcing finalists, you know, that a residency, um, you know, a digital residency is something yeah, it's something brand new, right? And so it's it's in trying to, I think I mentioned it early, like I was trying to kind of channel, like if, if, if there was like a dream art 
writing residency and I was like put in a cottage in the country for like a month just to like wake up and take walks and like write and read and create how do you channel that in your everyday life because your everyday life is still going on um and I'm lucky enough to be in a situation where this started this residency started four days after my last day of teaching for the school year you know nine at most parts of the school year or most parts of the year I wouldn't be able to do this because I teach children all day um and so uh trying to keep that um that like energy of a residency and of creation throughout all of my time was a little bit of a challenge. Um, but again, grateful for the accountability. Um, and then I think you asked Alex about, um, like unexpected growth or something unexpected. And I think the unexpected thing for me has been, um, that I can't just do stuff that is already in my comfort zone. And I mean, and Tess, this is kind of going on for you too. I know like you're, you're, you're taking your knowledge and your expertise and your passion and you have your medium and you're seeing how you can like play around with it in the new space. And I feel this is the first time I've really had to do something like that too. Like I love working with kids. I love open-ended play. I love just giving them random materials and going at it. But like, where, where else can that go? I could sit in my classroom and do that for another 20 years, you know, but what's the, what's the point? I I can't imagine not growing. And so I think having the opportunity Mm. to take something, you know, and love and try and apply it to something new is, is important. And I don't know if everyone takes the time to do that, right? Like it's so easy just to get in your comfort zone and just sit there. (laughs) And this residency is really forced. Um, yeah, forced us to, be able to, uh, to do that. And I hope you guys feel the same way. Yeah. Alex, do you have an answer for your question? Well done, Allie. We've got to challenge mm-hmm. Alex too. <laughs> I mean, I love what you're saying, Allie, about getting out of your comfort zone. And sometimes I feel like it's challenging for me to see which is my comfort zone and which is like what's the uncomfortable thing and what's the comfortable thing and i'm wondering now just in this moment is the uncomfortable thing the thing that initially brings anxiety and is like i can't add this to my plate like oh oh no kind of bumping against the walls of things and i guess some of the challenges for me with this residency have been deciding like Caroline suggested to share me producing the music in the process, because I've been thinking of this resident, like, you know, it's just the music, you know, I'm here to interview the community. And, and then also that you challenged me, Caroline, to do the music Q and a talk all about my process and how it applies to basketball. And I feel like I've spent so much time thinking about that, but that, Oh, that's something I would share like 30 years from now or something like I can't can't talk about it yet you know for whatever silly reasons the mind will make up so I'm really grateful that the challenges have been like really you know ways to grow and that it's okay to share the music as well I had a I had a thought about uh, culture and how how one 
one uh, forms identity and attachment uh, to culture because this this meme of uh, GM in Web3, for, for folks that are watching, obviously, I, I think many folks will at least be peripherally familiar with, uh, with Web3 and, and the memes. GM is a major one, if not the major one. And it's funny because I think in most Discord channels, y'all will notice that they have a GM channel. It's that important. Every, every Discord has a GM channel. They even have like scoreboards sometimes. Who's the leader in saying the most GMs? And I have to tell you that I've never felt any attachment to it. I'm so sorry. I'm like completely confessing right now to whoever's listening. Like I feel zero attachment to the GM meme. Um, I get it. Like theoretically when people explain, no, Caroline, it's awesome. Like you have to, uh, this GM means this. Um, Nate is saying me too, hundred percent blockchain Lugano. The team is like me too, me too. But I'm telling you now as a result of having been fortunate enough to be in this residency as, as a as observer and a witness to get to know Entez, like a hundred percent when Entez rolls out his GM, Gente Marron Gorilla, I'm a hundred percent culturally attached to that. You're going to see me bombing every single discord, ev trying to be the leaderboard with my with with Entez's GM because I'm attached to that now like I actually have like a heart and soul attachment I, and I, I believe in what this person is speaking and communicating it's not something that's being handed down to me canned ready-made and if you're in web3 this is this is what we do no I, I don't I don't I don't resonate with that at all um, and I so I think that there's a there's something there I haven't metabolized finished metabolizing it yet But I think there is something there about really the culture that is living and vital and it's not just sort of this knee-jerk GM 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 um, So there's something about that uh, Any any anything else my friends and, and feel free blockchain Lugano. I'm looking at you Dwayne the jock Ronson Nate uh, Feel free to actually call in the W3CR team. Feel free to join us for the last 10 minutes and ask questions. Alex has started off with a very good provocative question. Entez, Ali, do you have any questions of your own here? For me, it's not a question. It's like a reflection about that. The Alex tell this talk about a uh, comfort zone and for me my life is like mm. I get out of that shit every day I try to don't be logic with that like for real I hate the the comfort zone cause that's the most lazy shit in my life, you know? So I'm tired <laughs> of that shit, you know? Like, I'm for real tired. I need to learn things every day. No, say, okay, I'm paying the same shit every fucking day. No. I I switched that. Like, today I come to the studio. I don't get back to the tunnel because I need to do other things. I'm tired of that shit now. So I, I need switch my life so for me a uh, comfort zone is like my enemy that's that's my reflection i love that the comfort zone is your enemy i think that's a good one yeah. i mean it, it because we're, we're so conditioned to be like okay like find something you're good at and then just keep on doing it um 
And yeah, it, and there's nothing that has happened in my, like all of the good things, the wonderful things that have happened in my life that I'm like, wow, like that was an amazing moment. That was an amazing day, whatever it is. It always comes from pushing through that initial discomfort. And Alex, you talked about that anxiety, right? That like, I can't believe this is in my way or like, I can't believe I have to overcome this. And it's like, you know, I wish I could just kind of like do the easy stuff. Um, but yeah, you can kind of look at it as a little bit of a gift maybe, right? That like pushing through that discomfort, the, the amount that you learn from pushing through it is more than you would ever learn by like getting better at the thing, just kind of tweaking the thing that you're already doing. And I mean, no shame uh, to that either, right? Like it's great to love and feel comfortable and do something like we have our, I you know I have my routines and my rituals that I lean on and really love that make my day or my week smooth and um, bring me joy but like you can't get too comfortable right you have to make sure you, you can't get too comfortable hmm. that's a beautiful reflection and test thank you my friend noel is calling in with the following question all right i'm going to press the check mark and maybe noel will pop up in our brady bunch Hello. Hello, all Hello. beautiful creators. Hello. Okay, so we're covering Web3 and all the friction and you know, maybe all the, the pitfalls and the negativities we see at the moment that have to be worked through. But I do have a question. When, I was wondering if like, you kind of feel like you're begrudgingly getting pulled into this tech because it just seems to be the future laid out in front of us and you don't want to be left behind. Or are you kind of wholeheartedly mm. embracing it? Like, if you had the chance to go back 30 years and this tech, tech in general, didn't really exist and you were able to do everything organically, like Entis just hitting the streets, um, like, or, or Alex, there, there isn't pro, pro logic, pro tools, and you just have the orchestra and you have to somehow find the funding to, to get a studio session, I don't know. Like, would you, would you rather be there or are you totally thrilled with the moment we're in and embracing this technology? Mm. Amazing question, my friend. I would absolutely not want... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Entis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would definitely not want to go back because I couldn't tell the orchestra or the producer the sounds that I want to make because I don't even know until all of a sudden, you know, my hands have done something on the beat pad, add these effects, like just going off of instinct. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be able to afford the producer. Like I can't afford one now. So that's why I learned to produce. Like, you know, it just wouldn't. Uh... Yeah. I think now is just such a wonderful time, especially with all the ways that people are expressing their, sexuality and expressing all the things you're allowed to be kind of beyond gender. Um, yeah, I think now is a really wonderful time. And the tech, I don't know, just trying to like, it's sort of like a new season, I feel like of, you know, we're used to summer, fall, winter, spring, but there's something different that comes around every time. And I think, I feel like every generation had something that they were like, I don't know if we should do this. Or the second someone mentions it, they're like, I can't handle you anymore, you know? So I'm really grateful to be here now. Um, 
I see a meme, a meme was was this guy. The question is, you you throw back to the past and say this guy is a little kid, and the the guy tell like, for what? I don't need that shit. I'm here now. I don't go back. I'm only pushing myself to go to the next step. You know, so that's that's my idea. Now I get. I work so hard to stay here, you know, like in in my level like artist now, so I don't need go back, I need go to to the next level. Yeah, I um I feel like I, I agree with both of you, right? Like if I think of like little like like, I feel like if I had this idea and these tools weren't available, I would still find a way to do it. Like, I feel the motivation didn't come from Web3, like the motivation to create. And I think, Alex, you're kind of saying, like, yeah, like the motivation to create doesn't come from Web3, but we have incredible tools at our disposal. Um, and, like, what I'm building in particular People have built this. People built the first toy library was in LA a hundred years ago. You know what I mean? Like people built this without tools. People have been sharing things and building community and making art. But I, I think there's something to be said about embracing the tools that we come across. And I love Alex, what you said, like you wouldn't be able to afford a producer. So you learned how to produce. And I think that's one of the things that we do with all these tools at our disposal is like, you get to keep on learning these brand new skills because you can, usually it's free. It just takes your time, you know? So you're up at two o'clock in the morning watching YouTube tutorials on whatever it is that you've decided you have to learn. And it's just so incredible. It's the way that I, you know, it's the way I learned to like make my clothes over the past two years. I was just like, I don't know, I could do that. And you just kind of go for it. And so I think we have at tech, has provided us with some incredible tools that can help you like stick with your passion and grow it a little more maybe. Yeah. That lovely, lovely, lovely question and answers. Um, so we, uh, I'm going to uh, begin to uh, say, say goodbye, but this is just goodbye on the open studio because first I have to really encourage the forefront family, whether you're watching synchronously or asynchronously um, we have recordings um, on the creator profiles of each of these creators and artists. Uh, all of their previous sessions uh, have been recorded, uh, whether video or audio, so you are able to follow along and enjoy enjoy the journey of these uh, creatives that are blooming and, and really aspiring to create uh, their world visions and manifest them in more concrete ways. So I really feel that uh, I want to first of all invite the Forefront family to, to jump in. Um, uh, this next week, I think, is going to be super exciting for many, many different reasons. Um, but before I formally say goodbye, I just want to really take a moment to acknowledge each and every single one of you, Ali, Entez, and Alex. You really are special, uh, just beautiful and incredibly talented human beings. And it has been truly a privilege to be a part of this journey with you. Um, difficult to just articulate how much I appreciate each of you uh, uniquely, your beautiful, uniquely human beings and human ways of creating in this world. And I feel very, very optimistic for Web3 and for our future. 
um, to have uh, been uh, able to witness your journey in this way. So I feel really, really grateful for each and every single one of you and hope that this next week is not the last that the Forefront family sees of you. Hope to see you around. Hope to see you building Web3 because we need builders like you in this space. Um, so with that, my friends, I will say until next time to the Forefront family and see you next this coming week. Ali, Alex, and Entez, appreciate you all so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Yeah. Bye, -bye. Bye.